A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Would you be the jerk for telling your daughter-in-law she wasn't invited to some place due to her weight? We'll get into that in a bit, but first... Am I the jerk got telling my daughter-in-law that she isn't my kid and she isn't invited to a daughter's lunch? I have two daughters. When they were younger, my wife and I realized that I spent more time with the boys and she spent more time with the girls. So we made father-daughter dates for me and she does son-mom dates. They're all adults now, but we still do those dates, but they're just less often. So my two daughters and I are going to have tea house, the youngest picked it and just catch up. Now, my oldest son got married to Sue. She's a nice girl and I see her at holidays and other events. I got a call from Sue asking about times for tea. I was confused and asked what she was talking about. She explained the father-daughter date and that she's my daughter-in-law. I told her this is just a thing between me and my daughters. She repeated that she is my daughter-in-law. This went on for a few times until I told her that she isn't my kid and that she's not invited. She hung up now and now I'm getting calls from my oldest, my son, her husband, for being a jerk and not welcoming her into the family. I suppose it's worth canvassing with your kids? You know, how do your daughters specifically feel about it? Would they like them to join? Or would they still prefer that one-on-one with just their father and them? And honestly, on the other side of things, do you really blame a father if they want to have a daughter date with just their biological children and not any in-laws? To be honest, it kind of sounds like she invited herself. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for not allowing my daughter to wear something because it's ugly? Edit, I have to clarify here, this is not about my daughter being upset. She's not upset with me. She looked at it and said that I was right and she hadn't noticed. This is about the validity of my statements of my mother-in-law and husband. So, I have a daughter who's 14, my husband is 41, and I'm 38. My daughter Courtney is really into Y2K style right now. It's more Bratz dolls, less real early 2000s fashion. She receives a monthly allowance from us to have a little autonomy. Last week, she went to a thrift store with her older sister and bought the ugliest tie-dye miniskirt imaginable. It is brownish and honestly looks like she had a poop accident, as one of the stains is around her bum area. Yesterday she came down wearing that skirt. Her grandma said, absolutely not, that is too short, go change. My daughter started protesting and asked me about it. I said that the length was fine, but I didn't want her to go out in something that makes her look like she had an accident. My mother-in-law started shooting daggers at me after I said that. My daughter went upstairs and changed into a pair of shorts. While she was up, she told me that it was inappropriate what I let my daughter do and that I was mocking her by what I said. Also, that I was showing her it is okay to be shallow and buy into trends. Honestly, I was not concerned until my husband came home, saying he agreed with his mother and he wasn't a fan of how I handled this. I'm very confused. She's wearing normal girl stuff, not scandalous. It is normal. But my husband said it's stupid that I draw the line at ugly. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk. I mean, literally, if your pants or your skirt or whatnot look like you have a brown stain in a not pleasant spot, if there is a pleasant spot to have a brown stain, 
it's probably worth trying to give a heads up about it. And I think they were just doing their job as a parent, calling things how they see fit. They disagreed that it was too inappropriate, and they said so. Honestly, personally, I don't take much stock into the grandma saying, don't let her buy into trends. What 14-year-old is not at least a little bit into buying trendy clothes? Our next story is, am I the jerk warning my friend about my ex, who she's now engaged to? I, 25-year-old female, met Dave, 26-year-old male, in college. We dated, everything was great, we got engaged and moved in together. Within 10 months, I realized he had a serious issue with solo time, laziness, and some other stuff. Sue, 25-year-old female, has been my friend for years and was supposed to be my maid of honor. She was upset about the breakup, but one day called and said Dave asked her out. This was a few months after the breakup. I'm not a gatekeeper. I just said, Sue, he's not a good guy. You're like a sister to me and I wouldn't want my sister involved in the same situation I just got out of. I added some situations. I said, hey, I'm not perfect either, but the relationship was far from balanced and was so toxic, the ring or apartment didn't help. She's a grown butt woman and I told her to do what she wanted, but seriously, she said she understood. Next week, they started dating. I just removed myself. I had blocked my ex and saw he sent me a message on socials, but blocked and deleted all of it. Now, a year and a half later, side note, I caught my ex trying to mess with my birth control once, which made my sex drive slash trust just fall and was a big domino in our breakup. He wants kids, yet can't bring himself to shower more than one in three days. She called me crying. They're now engaged with the ring I gave back to him, and she is pregnant. She's at the end of her line. He doesn't help with the house and pays little on bills. He told her, his pregnant girlfriend, to go donate blood if she was so worried about money. I let her cry for an hour. How he's lazy and refuses to work, his negative attitude, and how he's sexting bots online but how it isn't cheating since it's AI. How lazy and crappy he is. She even retold stories that I told her of what he did to me. I felt numb to listen to it and just thanked God it wasn't me. This is what I was afraid of. This is why I left him. At the end, I just muttered, Sue, I told you this would happen when you started dating. Not like a sneery jab, just an emotional, honest one. She hung up. She hasn't tried to contact me since. Am I the jerk for trying to tell my BFF how my ex was when they started dating and being unsympathetic now that the same things I told her are coming true? I can definitely understand an OP situation how hearing all of this stuff that you explicitly warned them about would honestly just warrant you feeling exhausted. It's like Willy Wonka all throughout the movie saying no, don't, stop. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Every time a kid goes and runs off doing something stupid, the amount of sympathy you really have is pretty low because you saw that train wreck coming, you even gave them a heads up, and you watched them just run right into it. I just can't blame OP. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to let my stepdad pay for my wedding? I, 27-year-old female, am engaged to my fiancé, Raph. Raph and I are paying for our wedding ourselves. That was always something we planned on doing, and we saved for a number of years to afford a nice wedding. Ever since my dad died when I was six, I knew in the future if I got married, his dad, my granddad, would be walking me down the aisle and dancing with me in dad's place. Honestly, I think even if dad was alive, I'd have both of them because granddad and I always had a special relationship. When I played weddings as a kid, I used to have both of them walk me down the aisle. I was upfront about asking granddad to my mom and stepdad. They didn't take the news great. My stepdad wanted to be the one who performed as father of the bride, and he told me as much. He didn't like that I was giving him and my mom focus as a couple, but not him as my dad. And he said this was because I arranged for a special dance for the two of them, as well as a special toast to the two of them during the wedding. He said after being in my life since I was 7 when I met him and being my stepdad since I was 9 when he and my mom got married officially, he feels he's more deserving of the role. I told him I understood he was upset but I'd made my decision. He said it was childish to keep a decision I made as a baby and never open myself up to alternatives. When I didn't give in, they got a little huffy and I decided to leave to give them some space. Then my stepdad came to me and said I should let him pay for the wedding. This came out of nowhere honestly but I knew instantly what he was trying to do. I knew that if I took his money, I wouldn't be able to say no to him. It would be entitled as heck to let him pay but not give him the role he wants and the jobs he wants to do. It also wouldn't have felt right to me anyway because I never went to him for anything. So it would have felt like I was taking advantage and he's never going to be my dad. He can't buy that for me. So I stuck to my convictions and I said thanks for offering, but we're good. We have the money. He went on a long rant about how traditionally the father of the bride always pays for the wedding and how tradition is important and he said it was bad luck to pay for your own wedding. 
I told him we were a more modern couple and had chosen to pay for our own wedding, with no financial contributions from anyone. He was angry and he left. Ever since, he and my mom have said I disrespected him immensely by denying him the right to pay. Mom brought up how he comes from a very traditional and conservative family, and that it's shameful for him not to be paying for everything. She told me he'd been looking forward to paying for my special day, and I threw his more than generous offer in his face. My stepdad told me I'd ruin the whole wedding for him now. Also, I don't want both granddad and stepdad to do the walk and dance. Am I the jerk? Honestly, it might break their heart, but OP's not the jerk here. They have every right to pick who they want to walk them down the aisle, or if they wanted to walk down the aisle themselves. They have every right to do that. And 100% I agree with OP that I get the vibe that his offer to pay for the whole thing was definitely kind of a bribe to give him the role that he wants. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister about my partner's plastic surgery? My girlfriend and I moved to Europe a few years ago, and she ended up getting a lot of plastic surgery while we were out there that I begged her not to get. She got a blepharoplasty, a nose job, fillers, a chin surgery, and I don't even know what else. I hate to say it, but it decreased her attractiveness. Don't get me wrong, she's still beautiful, but not nearly as gorgeous as what she used to look like. It also just makes me sad that she removed all the features that I loved on her face. It's also sad that people think these are features they need to remove. She looks hollowed out and tired, but she doesn't want to admit she got plastic surgery. We're back home from Europe and people started commenting on our looks at dinner. One of her friends just straight out asked if she got something done, and she said no. She said it was just aging. Of course she was going to look different, she's 27, etc. I was shocked. I couldn't even believe she could play that card when the results are so dramatic. It's so obvious that she was lying, but no one called her out on it. My sister's been staying in my parents' house because I'm here, and she's been weirdly obsessed with her looks since that dinner. She's only 24, and she's truly a baby. 24 seems so young now, or at least she makes it seem very young. She admitted to me that seeing my girlfriend brought up feelings of anxiety towards aging. She said she didn't know people could change so much and it was stressing her out. She started calling me and freaking out about a line she found on her forehead which was hardly noticeable at all. She isn't a person that's super fixated on her looks, normally at least, so it surprised me. But she was buying a lot of anti-aging skincare and applying it multiple times a day. I told her she was fine. All she had to do was moisturize and wear sunscreen. I mean, I look the same as I did at 24, but she wasn't buying it and it was obvious why. It hurt me so much to see her like that. She kept putting retinol on her face and would ask me daily if I see lines going away when there were no lines in the first place. After a while of her spiraling one day, I finally broke down and said, Dude, you're freaking out about aging because of my girlfriend. Chill out. She got plastic surgery. You don't just randomly start to have totally different features after you hit 25. You're going to look exactly how you look now at 27. Relax. She is way too young to be hyper fixating on her looks and worrying about aging. She has an obsessive personality sometimes and gets fixated on things, probably the anxiety disorder. So just telling her that made her drop the subject. Thank God. I told her weeks ago, but last week, my girlfriend asked if I told anyone about her plastic surgery. I admitted I did tell my sister because I didn't want to lie about it and she's very mad at me. Was I wrong to tell her? My girlfriend didn't outright say not to tell people, 
but it was obvious she wanted me to lie for her and expected me to do that. I don't know, I mean, if somebody is being secretive about that or doesn't want to be forward or forthcoming, I mean, understandably, they're going to get upset. I think what Opie was talking about was very truthful, though, and I don't think they meant it in any way to demean their partner. Maybe if their partner clearly wanted it to be something where they just didn't want it talked about, maybe they shouldn't have. But you're trying to quell the worries of somebody who's unreasonably worried about their entire face changing over a matter of two years. I get where OP's coming from. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my son that he's not coming on vacation because he didn't check his emails? I'm planning a family Thanksgiving vacation and a really good deal came up to go to the Cook Islands. I emailed my son, 20 year old Ollie, on Friday and called Sunday to see if he wanted to go. He's in college and I'm not wasting money on a ticket if he didn't want to go. I needed to know by today because I have to get visas for my 16, 11, and 8 year old sons. Well, he didn't, so I bought the package. Just now, he texted me saying he wanted to go. I said too late, already bought the tickets. Next time, check your email or answer your freaking phone. He said most people communicate on text. I said, well, most people don't get to go to the Cook Islands. Now, his mom, my ex, is trying to tell me that he's Gen Z and text is their primary communication format. Had I texted him, then he would have responded. I said, I don't care. I'm well in my 40s and check my all of my communication formats because I don't want to miss anything. 100% you should have texted him. 100%. Almost anybody these days communicates primarily by text. I don't know if it's a shock or a revelation to OP who's in their 40s and checks all of their communication formats, but I'm quite impressed regularly by how 60 plus something year old people are regularly texting. I have relatives who are almost in their 70s who know how to voice to text pretty darn efficiently. I don't know about emails, admittedly I don't check it right away either, especially if it's not like a business email or anything. And phone calls in 2023 I don't think are a reliable format to just call once, maybe twice and just leave it at that. Did they leave a voicemail too? I don't know if everybody's phone's like mine, but if I get a voicemail, there is a persistent notification until I check it. And I don't mean to babble on too much, but bottom line, you should have made sure you got a yes or a no before you just settled on it. I think that by far makes them the jerk. I mean, what if they were incapacitated or something? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mother-in-law she can no longer have contact with my son? I'm a single mom, female 42, of four. Arden, female 13, Bryony, female 11, Robin, male 10, and Kaya, female 7. All of us except Robin are deaf, with ASL as our first language. Arden and Bryony's dad, male 46, left when the girls were 4 and 2, and I met Kaya's dad, Alex, male 43, shortly after. He had just come into custody of his nephew, Robin. Robin's bio mom, Layla, female 47, gave Robin up to focus on recovering from her long-term drug addiction. Robin is fully aware of who his bio mom is, but considers Alex to be his dad and has called me his mom since the age of two or three-ish. Layla has told me in the past how grateful she is for me filling that role and that she feels more like Robin's aunt than his mom. All this to say, when Alex was diagnosed with cancer two years ago, It was pretty clear to all of us that I would continue to raise Robin as my son after Alex's death. Alex passed away in June, and ever since, his mom has been causing problems. While she's never been outwardly hostile towards me or my children, 
She often complains about our use of ASL. Most of the family learned at least some basics to support communication, but mother-in-law insisted that she was too old and couldn't do it, and has made comments in the past about my inability as a mother due to my deafness. My older girls are practically non-existent to her, and she often forgets that Kayla is her grandchild too, and focuses solely on Robin. Mother-in-law spent most of the funeral telling people that I was unfit and trying to steal Robin away from his real family. It was hurtful to say the least, and made me uncomfortable welcoming mother-in-law into my home after that. But I convinced myself that it was for the benefit of the kids. They've just lost their dad. I didn't want to take away a grandparent too. Last Saturday, Robin came back from an outing with mother-in-law looking miserable. He wouldn't talk to anyone about what had happened and spent the rest of the weekend shut away in his room. I tried to ask mother-in-law what was going on, but she didn't answer any of my messages. Finally, Robin broke down in tears, asking me if grandma was really going to take him away. It turns out that mother-in-law has been repeatedly telling Robin that she's going to take him away from us, even telling him she'll call CPS on me to have the kids removed. On Saturday, Mother-in-law had gone even further, saying she could just drive away with him and he'd never have to see us again. I immediately sent mother-in-law a message informing her that she was no longer welcome in my home or near any of the kids, and let Layla know what was going on and that she was still welcome to visit or have Robin to stay if mother-in-law was nowhere nearby. My phone has been blowing up ever since with people asking me to reconsider. I haven't said anything about what happened, so I can only assume mother-in-law is spreading false information, but all the negative responses are making me doubt if I'm actually in the right here. I don't think OP's the jerk at all, and I agree that she probably should not be able to be in proximity to this kid. It's just not okay. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my daughter not to spend money on her classroom because it makes the rest of us look bad? I'm a first grade teacher and my daughter is a preschool teacher. She's a second year teacher. She was a teaching assistant for a year while she got the credits required to teach. Her school opened a second location with one classroom and she currently runs the location from 12 to 6.30 every day. When she started working at the school, I noticed she was running to the Dollar Tree or Walmart to grab little things for her classroom, like hair ties, stickers, beads, and string. She said she didn't mind because it was all cheap and made her job easier. Then, when she got her own classroom, she really started looking on Nextdoor and buying nothing and shopping for her classroom more often. She got 24 outfits to store in her class, three in each size from 2 to 5 for boys and girls, in case the parents forget to send new clothes. She has a box of pull-ups in case a kid has an accident and doesn't have a spare pair of underwear. She has extra snacks, she has extra jackets and socks, a pack of combs and brushes, extra nap bedding and bins of what she calls stalling activities. Easy things she can pull out when she needs to stall. She even has Halloween costumes in case one of her students doesn't have one and she gives away the blankets and jackets if she thinks a student needs them. I told her that all of this is excessive and she should leave it up to the owner of the school to get these things. She said the owner says these things aren't necessary but they don't cost much and they make her classroom run smoother. I told her if that the owner says it's unnecessary, don't get these things and let her see how the class runs without them. I told her I don't spend any money on my classroom and that if my principal isn't willing to buy it, the kids don't need it. She says it's different because I work at a 30000 plus per year private school and she teaches in a more lower income community. 
but I still told her it's not her responsibility. I also told her that her buying stuff for her classroom makes all of us that don't look bad, but she doesn't care. She's upset with me for being pushy, but I'm just doing what's best for her. Am I the jerk? Honestly, my question is, how big is this classroom that she has this storage for all of this stuff? Or does she just like keep most of it in her car all day or something? I do think to some degree they may be over-purchasing, like 24 outfits or whatnot. I mean, I guess if you have it, you have it, and it'll last multiple years, probably, hopefully. I think discouraging this is definitely a bad idea, though, and I do think OP's the jerk. All I can say is, especially if you're in a low-income situation, going to school and having a teacher that shows they care so much that they're willing to give you blankets and jackets and things of that sort, It isn't about making other teachers look bad, it's about trying to make the lives of these low-income kids better. And it's sad to see OP get misguided about it like that. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my daughter-in-law she wasn't invited due to her weight? We've done plenty of things that are not physically taxing with her, but even the small stuff, she ends up on a bench half the day. We went to a small mall half the day on the bench. It was window shopping. She's obese, her ankles are swollen from her weight, the connection between her weight and not walking far without a break is very obvious. I'll try to keep this short. I have three girls and we like to do girl trips for the day. My son got married to a girl named Beth. Now, before her first kids, she was average weight and after, it got a lot worse. Her only kid is 8 years old at this point and she hasn't lost the weight. It's bad enough that she needs constant breaks walking. I used to like her and now I don't due to how she acts. Everywhere we go with her, it is constant complaining that she is tired. The last girl's trip to the mall was spent sitting on a bench half the day since she needed constant break. If you try to leave, she'll go on about abandoning her. It's annoying. I invited the girls to go to a farm for pumpkin patch and pick some apples. It has big orchards and a ton of walking. We went, it was a great time, and some pictures went on Facebook. I got a call from Beth asking why she wasn't invited. I lied saying it was just a family trip and she accused me of lying. I had enough and I told her the truth. I told her she wasn't invited due to her weight. That she forces us to stop all the time and it ruins the trips most days since we don't get to do half the stuff. She called me a jerk and hung up. I'm getting texts from my mom saying to apologize but the girls are on my side and are sick of having trips ruined since we have to wait for her all the time. I don't think OP's the jerk, but they might have gone about this in the wrong way. I feel like OP, instead of saying, you weren't invited due to your weight, I mean I get they were frustrated, but maybe it should have been phrased more in a way that was like, we want you to be there, but with how often you have breaks and insist we wait, we can't do half of the stuff we want to do. I mean, it's just not realistic to invite somebody along to everything that you're going out to do when said person has to stop every three to five minutes. It's like instead of taking the wide open scenic back road that you want, you willingly drive in the traffic jam. This next story is, am I the jerk for asking an immigrant what country she was from and being racist? I, 31 year old male, recently met Cassandra, 30 year old female, through a mutual friend of mine. She's working at the same company as my friend is and had moved to the US from another place. While talking, we started to hit it off and then I eventually asked her what country she was from. She looked offended and said she cannot answer that question. I asked her why and then joked about whether she doesn't know the answer to the question. She looked offended and said it was racist of me to ask for her home country. 
that it makes her uncomfortable as a newcomer to America if I ask her such questions. I told her she was being ridiculous, over the top over it, and that it was a perfectly harmless question. It resulted in her saying she doesn't want to talk to me anymore and distanced herself from me. My friends say it was rude of me, but I don't understand what I had done wrong. But I worry that I did offend her and was out of order. Am I the jerk? I don't think Gopi's the jerk. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong or inherently racist about asking where somebody's from, especially when you were given context that this person moved from another country. What probably makes Opie the jerk here, though, is when it made them uncomfortable for whatever reason, Opie wasn't able to back off of it and instead just kept pushing about it. I just strongly disagree that there's a racist intent here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister her childhood is the reason she's not always included in things? I'm 18-year-old female. My older sister is 26. We're half-sisters, as we share the same dad. We're the only kids to our dad. Our dad and her mom were once married, I wasn't born obviously, and when they divorced, my sister lived with her mom 99% of the time. She grew up 4 hours away from us. I only saw her a week out of the year growing up. She would attend some holidays with our dad's side of the family. Once she graduated high school, 9 years ago, she lived with our dad and I was seeing her all the time. That's when we built our relationship. My mom and dad live in the same city, so I've always lived 50-50 with my parents. So we have an aunt and uncle on our side that I basically grew up with. Ever since I was six, I've been staying summers with them out of state up until this year. They also have a son I'm two years apart from. They tried to have my sister for summers when she was a child, but because of whatever, she never got to. This past nine years, my sister is finally around enough, just like I've been my whole life. I graduated this year and had a party our dad's side attended. My uncle, our dad's brother, booked a trip for us to go to Hawaii, his family, and me. And I didn't know my sister didn't know. I didn't want to bring it up at all. When our cousin brought it up at my party, my sister asked out loud, You guys are going to Hawaii? And it became awkward as heck. Our uncle and aunt kind of rushed in a room and I just quickly said yeah and walked away from the topic. I saw my aunt take her in a room to talk to her. I didn't know what they talked about, nor did I ask until my sister reached out to me yesterday. Basically, she said she's had time to think about that day and said our aunt told her that she's an afterthought because they didn't want to build a relationship with her when she was young. And because of lost time, things are kind of the way they are. My sister said to our aunt that since she's been around the family more now, it's ridiculous she's excluded over such a thing she had no control over. She told me that she doesn't appreciate them playing favorites and excluding her and making excuses for it. Also that she didn't care about not going to Hawaii, it's the point, when they claim they wish they were closer to her. She said that they're potentially putting a wedge between us by doing things like this and that as her sister, I should know how she feels. I told her this had nothing to do with me and that our aunt has a point with her childhood being the biggest reason things are the way they are. I also told her she was wrong for thinking our aunt was playing favoritism. She told me it's a shame I don't see an issue with this, and that she looks at me different for siding with my aunt, which I'm not even doing. She said she clearly can't talk to me about how she feels, and it's crazy how I'm siding with someone that really hurt her. Ugh, just drama. Am I the jerk? So what I'm gathering from this is that for a long time, they weren't allowed to be a part of things. 
and now that they are able to, they just get ignored? How is that not in itself making OP the jerk? I mean, blowing off them being upset about this doesn't seem to make much sense when you realize she didn't have a choice all those years. It's not like she chose not to go. It's not like she was happy and smiling to not participate in the family thing. 100% it's weird that OP doesn't see the problem when they say, we want to be closer to you. Also, we're going to Hawaii and not telling you anything about it. I mean, I feel bad for her. She's been held out and now she's being left out because she was being held out. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.